0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, if it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Thursday. Appreciate you tuning in, joining us wherever you may be. Whether you're here in the Cash Valley listening to us on 1390 AM or 106.9 FM or wherever you might be, listening online at 1069thefan.com, streaming online 24-7. appreciate you tuning in and joining us. And you can participate. You can hang out with us and let us know what's on your mind. Let us know what your questions or opinions might be as we roll through the next two hours together and uh, share those opinions with us via text. The text line is 435-339-0321. 435-339-0321. Let us know what's on your mind. Let us know your opinions, your questions. We've got the Mountain West Conference Tournament underway. Games started last night. Well, yesterday, big part of the day yesterday, uh, games already gone final today. You heard that there at the top of the hour. San Diego State, boy. In a lot of their games lately, they're having to crawl back from being behind. And they had to do it again today against Air Force. They struggled against Air Force earlier Now the, the in the season. The Falcons do have a unique style of offense, and if you're not ready for it, it can be problematic. But San Diego State struggled in this game earlier today. Uh, had to come back from behind, started to make their adjustments in the second half, and really started to flip things in their favor uh, by you know a couple different people that uh, uh, contributed for them, especially some uh, some great shooting from the outside from Jordan Shekel. And you know, here's some of the clips of the game as they started to pull away and, and gain the momentum in their favor for the Aztecs earlier today.
2: The Aztecs are down a point. 45-44,
0: out for three, far side, good. Jordan, shot This Missed his first three shots, had a one make in the first. That's his first shot made. A three, first attempted in the second half. The Aztecs are in the first-time lead in the second half.
1: First-time lead came in the second half. But ever after that, uh, they continued to seize momentum, tightened up their defense, uh, Shackle made a couple more threes. Uh, Malachi Flynn continued to play tough. And uh, late in the game, made this shot to pretty much seal the deal for the Aztecs.
0: Malachi penetration, leaning 13-footer, tough shot. Got his own put back up and in. oh, what a play. Malachi Flynn, tough shot on the runner. And then he gets his own rebound and puts it up. Put back, 68-60. That one I thought did it.
3: That's the one that I thought wrapped it up. We'll find out.
1: And then it turns out the next shot probably was the nail again. Another big three point shot by Shackle near as at the very end of the game to uh, put a bow on it for the Aztecs. Shackle for three in front of me. Good. Going to be 29 and one real
0: soon. Jordan
1: Shackle. 29 and one for the San Diego State Aztecs. Uh, But their last couple have been shaky, they are vulnerable. Now, how they make their adjustments and play well in the second half, certainly you can't look past that. No, it's a good team. They're a top-ten team and top-five team for good reason, but this is a team that has shown some vulnerabilities. They're not infallible, uh, and I believe that um, they're the way that they're playing lately, uh, there's a chance if somebody can can play tough in the second half, they may be able to knock off the Aztecs. They're not blowing everybody away like they were earlier in the year. But Air Force, they went ice cold. Uh, After going up 44 to 39 with about 15 minutes to go, they didn't score more than just a few points. Uh, They scored a a three. Uh, They scored a couple of points with about nine and a half to go, and then were still cold for another couple of minutes. So they were ice cold, could not buy a bucket for a big chunk of that second half, and San Diego State pulls away, seventy-three to sixty, to win that one. And so uh, San Diego State advances. There was another um, upset in the uh, uh, in the conference play yesterday. We already talked about how Air Force knocked off Fresno. That was a bit of an upset the way that one worked out. But then Wyoming with the big upset over Colorado State last night, and uh, Wyoming advances. Now they're going to play Nevada. And uh, that game is going to be the late game tonight, so kind of a surprising one. And so uh, Utah State will get the winner of Nevada and Wyoming. And uh, that, uh, who knows, the way that it's going right now very well could be this is, uh, Wyoming could be on a a little bit of a momentum swing here, Uh, and Nevada maybe could be overlooking them, but uh We'll see. Anything can happen in a tournament setting. Now, Utah State is going to be facing New Mexico, and uh, they're, that game's going to be at 7 o'clock our time. It'll be on CBS Sports Network. Al Lewis and Jalen Moore will have their full one-hour pregame coverage starting at 6. Utah State's favored by 11.5 in this one. But uh, Utah State just, just played the Lobos on Saturday, and they... Uh, Get a chance for revenge after letting a double-digit lead slip away from them and losing in Albuquerque, and so um, we'll we'll see if uh, Utah State can in fact get that uh, put together and have some enact some revenge over the Lobos. So uh, the, another game that is going on now. So those are games that I talked about are in the evening session. The other game going on in the afternoon session right now is a close one, and right now Boise State has the lead at halftime over UNLV, and uh, that's that's a close game. Uh, it's 29-24 uh, to 24 for uh, for the Broncos. So um, we'll, we'll see if they can continue, if they can hang on. I think that would be certainly a, uh, a, a nice win for Boise State and take out some of the concerns some have about UNLV playing on their home court. Um, Aj. We're not sure if we're going to have Ajay today, but uh, maybe we
3: are. Uh, Ajay, are you there? I am here. How are you, Eric? Oh,
1: I'm great. It's so good to hear your voice. <laughs>
3: I'm sure it's not. <laughs>
1: hey, so, you're there in Las Vegas. Uh, you, did you get a chance to see some of those games last night there at the Thomas yeah. and Mac?
3: Yeah, I saw every one of them.
1: Or I guess is it now called the Cox Pavilion?
3: So, so yeah, actually, the Cox Pavilion is a, is a, a joint center of the Thomas and Mack, and that's where the uh, Utah State basketball team went through their walkthrough. Is that the Cox Pavilion? They have this, like, I guess it's where the women played their uh, their home games as well uh, for UNLV. And so that's where Utah State yesterday did their walkthrough at for their to get ready for New Mexico tonight.
1: Okay, so you saw the game last night. Uh, New Mexico. Um, did you get a chance to see New Mexico?
3: I, I guess I should qualify that first. Did you see yeah, them play? Yeah, no, 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 yep, yep. We saw them all play, yep.
1: It looks like they took care of business pretty handily, especially there in the second half.
3: You know, it's really interesting. I was talking uh, to someone after the game, and I said, is New Mexico State that bad, or is New Mexico just that good? And he said, well, yeah, San Jose State's that bad. It was really interesting when San Jose State cut it to 10 um, in like midway through the second half, and looked like they were actually making a run for it. They all of a sudden, they took three really horrible shots, Eric. They took a, a, a D3 from the wide ring that was contested. They took a contested layup trying to draw a foul. Uh, didn't get the call on that one either. And then they took a, a tough jump shot from the right wing. None of those went, and all of them were converted into points on the other side. So what was a 10-point lead also went to a 7-0 run from New Mexico. And when I talked to this individual, I said, you know, it's, what's, this, what's the idea here? And they said, well, San Jose State just—I mean, they—they they go into this one-man show game. They—they they try to do it all themselves. It's no, there's no teamwork. And they said that's the biggest problem. And and then I—I I, I said, so what does it say about New Mexico? And he says they got lucky. He said, I mean, any, and then the individual told me they said, you know, New Mexico didn't play that great. And uh, I would actually probably agree with him San Jose State made a game of it for their for a little bit. You just couldn't tell because it was just—I mean, it was—it went from 17 to 10. And it was still in double digits. So, uh, you know, and but again, New Mexico can come on at any time. Vance Jackson's a really good basketball player. Uh, Once he gets hot, he's hot, and he doesn't miss often. And that's and that's going to be a problem if the Aggies can't, you know, walk him down. And he gets going. That's kind of what happened when they had a fourteen point lead. The Aggies did. Vance Jackson got going, and things kind of went to heck. So you got to hope that uh, you can kind of walk him down and uh, make someone else beat you.
1: So they had two guys that uh, that went off for more than twenty points last night. Um, Certainly, that's got to be a a concern that they they have multiple guys that can create and can score buckets.
3: You know, and and it is. And when when we uh, when we talked to the coaches yesterday, um, you know, Coach Smith, you know, he talked about their ability to score and score quickly and score often. But then also, you know, when you look at that, I think defensively, the Aggies are a better defensive team than the New Mexico is offensively. And that's what it really comes down to. And I think if, you know, if, if Burrito, and, and if you can guard without fouling, it's going to do a whole lot for you. Now, the, the question becomes is, and I hate to say this, but who's refing the game tonight? Um, and how are they going to ref it? You know, if they allow the, physicality to ha- the the physicality to happen, you know, the Aggies have a great shot. If it's tic-tac-fouls, and someone's going to get in foul trouble and get into it early, and, and that could be a problem of all sorts.
1: Have you heard anything about what the starting lineup might look like for tonight? Because it was different at New Mexico. It In the end, it didn't work. Will they go back to where we've seen a traditional lineup, or are they going to stick with Brito in the starting unit?
3: I'll put it this way. He was asked that yesterday off the record, and he said, we'll see you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock.
1: <laughs> Playing it close to the vest. Nice. Fair enough. Um, the other, well, another question about this uh, matchup tonight for Utah State and New Mexico. Just how eager, uh, we heard some of the audio that you got from the coach and players yesterday, but just how eager are they to be facing this New Mexico team that probably shouldn't have beat them on Saturday, but they did. And so they got a big chip on their shoulder.
3: Eric, they're not eager. They're pissed. And I'm not joking, they're, they're pissed. <laughs> They are livid. Um, you're right. You're 100% right. You, they let it get away from them. They had a 14-point lead in the second half. Things were going just fine. New Mexico has a timeout and it goes on a 9-0 run. And when you look at, you know, they look at that 9-0 run. And I talked to an assistant coach, and he said it shouldn't have happened. It was bad defensive breakdowns from us that allowed that to happen. Um, and and uh, you know, when you when you watch the team come in yesterday, you go through walkthrough. When you watch them come out, there's no jokes. There's no smiles. There's no no, we're, we're back at it. You know, we're just here to have fun. You no, know, it, it's not a vacation. It's a business trip. And and now it's a revenge game. And uh, we know that uh, this year was revenge games. The Aggies are pretty darn good. You know, they, they lost to UNLV, then beat them at home. They lost to Air Force and beat them at home. They lost to New Mexico. Now can they beat them on a neutral court? They, uh, they like their second, they like their chances the second time around against the New Mexico team. They feel like they've made the adjustments ready. And like I said, they're, they're pretty ticked off right now. This is a very ticked off Aggie team. And if I, don't know how to tell New Mexico fans this if they're listening, but that's the last thing you want from this saggy squad, especially Sam Merrill. By the way,
1: what is the 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 crowds? What are the crowds like so that far?
3: Really? Because we've really, been talking really. about
1: how this coronavirus is spreading fear and concern among people attending events where there's lots of other people. And we'll get into that a little bit more later on in the show, but how do you, have you been able to sense the, Did the crowds look lighter than normal or is hey, it just hard so, to tell because
3: it's a Thursday afternoon? Okay, so uh, all the games that have happened today, so, or I guess throughout the last two days so far, right now the most disappointing crowd is UNLV's crowd. Like, I mean, it's, it's half empty. I mean, it's, not even, it's barely full. Like, it's, it's incredible. Uh, setting, setting the State's crowd was incredible. I mean, they they, they had that lower bowl just packed uh, with fans. It was really awesome showing for them. Wyoming, not so much, and I'm probably guessing that they regret that just a little bit now. Uh, but uh, And I thought San Jose State's crew actually showed up all right. New Mexico was really well-attended, Eric. New Mexico, Lobo fans. Showed up in force. They're going to be here tonight. In fact, it's there's a lot of red in those stands tonight. I'm not just talking about the seats. I'm talking about you got Aztec fans, Lobo fans, and UNLV fans. It's there's a lot of red right now, and uh, the Lobo fans are a big part of that. It's 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 I I would say it's going to favor, uh, it, it's going to favor Lobos tonight, maybe just by just a little bit.
1: New Mexico always travels well. Uh, they always have a great fan base. They love coming to Las Vegas, regardless of what their record is, but usually. They always have a pretty strong fan base that likes to, to travel uh, for mm-hmm. basketball. So you have to give them that, that credit. Uh, yeah, no, did, I, absolutely. Did you get a chance to scout that game earlier today between San Diego State and Air Force?
3: Yeah, that was a hell of a basketball game. That that really I thought Air Force and San Diego State just both balled out. I thought it was awesome. And then, and then in the end, you know, it, it's interesting uh, – uh, Airvo- not Arizona, Air Force coach was asked about after, you know, you play uh, you play a night game against in a physical grind-out, exhausting game against Fresno State, win that one, and then your reward is to turn around and play the number one team in, in the conference and one of the top teams in the country. And he said, you know what? He goes, if it was anybody else, we would have won. He said the only problem was that it was it was San Diego State. Uh, I thought I thought Air Force just looked so good. You know, Lavelle Scotti really struggled. He had a great game last night with twenty six points. Tonight it, it just he never found his groove and, and you give a lot of credit to San Diego State. They did at least in in their post game press conference were very very uh um acknowledging of what San Diego State was doing defensively. And it was interesting. They actually let them play a lot. There's a lot of physicality in that game, Eric. You saw a lot of drives going to the hoop, getting bumped, uh, you know, a lot of physical body at the you know, fighting for a rebound, and they let it go, which is great. It's tournament basketball. It's time to let the nitpicky stuff go, and it's time to uh, let the big boys play, and that's what they did today. And on the other side, look, I think, Eric, you and I have talked about this so much. As San Diego State, look, they might be down 13, but they're going to win by 6. They might be down 8, but they're going to win by 12. And they've done that time and time and time again. The question becomes this, Eric can they get away with that in the NCAA tournament? And I mean specifically with a 16 seed. You know, if they play a team that's going to grind out the clock and it's going to make you just sit there on your hands and wait and wait to get a next possession, San Diego State might be in trouble. And if they get down early, that team, it's not the Mount West Conference. They might find they might find a way to be able to beat you. And uh, I affect I there's other conferences that have lower teams that are maybe honestly – a little bit better than what we've got here in the Mountain West Conference. And so uh, we'll see. But again, give credit to San Diego State. They continue to find ways to win, especially in this conference. And at tournament time, anything can happen. Just ask Colorado State.
1: Huh. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and what's surprising about San Diego State is that when they when they need a spurt, it seems to be some different player. They can provide that for them. There's been games where that's been Mitchell. There's been games where it's been Flynn. And you pretty much expect something like that to come from Flynn. But today, it was Jordan Shackle, who really didn't do anything in the first half and scores 14 of his 17 points all in the second. And most of them from beyond (laughs) the arc.
3: Isn't that incredible? He starts one of five from the field. And, in fact, he was asked about it in post game press conference. You know, what was the situation in the first half that you couldn't make a bucket? And he goes, it's just one of those things. But he said he went into the locker room. He sat down. You know, they told him to take a breath, relax, let the nerves get out of him, and, and, and to go be Jordan Shackle. And then he came out the second half and was just, just caught fire. And when you have, like, when Mitchell's already a problem, when Flynn's already a problem – uh, it, it just it causes it's just a bigger headache. It turns into a migraine really when you, when you have Jordan Shackle come alive and I thought their big men played really, really well, but uh, you know I've got to say you got to give a ton of credit to Air Force Eric. they just they played as well the as ball game as you possibly could on a back to back after playing a physical game against Fresno State. Uh, you just you, you couldn't be more impressed with the Air Force coming out and playing like they did but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean that, that's a three-headed monster, really a four-headed monster, I guess in the end. Um, it's just it's just a really really good basketball team and uh, you know uh, if and I'll say this right now if anyone can match up with San Diego State it's Utah state I can I can promise you that right now they're the best team to match up with the Aztecs
1: uh, I saw something that Air Force had maybe what 21 hours from, from yeah. their last game to their next game from what they played last night to what they had to play today and uh, San Diego State had like 114 hours. From their last game <laughs> to their next game, well, you, so who do you think's going to have the advantage?
3: Exactly, and, and you know what's really interesting, Eric, is that tomorrow, if Utah State were to win tonight and play New Mexico, they play an eight thirty game Pacific time, nine thirty Mountain time to play that a late game the next night, and then have to play a day game in the championship. We are not a night game, and so we'll be uh, we'll be. At, I believe it's a two o'clock game here Pacific time, three o'clock your time, uh, and so the, the even rest a less is be a less really the short. amount
1: of turnover. Yeah. It's kind of screwy the way the Mountain West and is going and, to be. and
3: it's going to be a more physical game. I mean, I I expect Nevada to win. Um, I just think they're a better basketball team. They they're well rested. Same situation as as the game we we're just talking about. It's you know uh, Nevada should should run uh, run away with this one. And if that's the case, not only does Nevada have a ton of rest because they should blow out Wyoming. Well, meanwhile, New Mexico and, and Utah State are beating each other up. Uh, but then you got to. You know, you play a physical game like that two nights in a row, and then you got to turn around playing the championship game against most likely San Diego State, and that just is that—that's a tough dog to deal with. Uh,
1: did you get a chance to see that Wyoming Colorado State game last night?
3: Yes. Oh, I. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, I know it's conference time. And anything can happen, but I, in no way, never on my life would ever. In fact, it's funny. I was talking to a Wyoming SID and. You know, I walked away and I said, hey, "Well, we'll see you tomorrow night." You know, just kind of laughing and joking around. She said, "Yeah, I guess we'll see it tomorrow night." You know, and she she realized the situation. And then all of a sudden, Wyoming's up nine. And it, I mean, I, I tell you this, Eric, that place was stunned. Like, I mean, I mean, there was, I mean, it wasn't silence, but it was just buzz and chatter the whole entire time. Like, are, are we looking at the score right? I remember sitting next to somebody and I said, "Are we looking at the score right?" Like. Wyoming's winning this game. Are we right? And, you know, they looked at me and they said, yeah, like, I don't know what's going on. And Wyoming just couldn't miss, Eric. Like Out of all the nights they decided to go ahead and just shoot really well, they picked game one of the Mount West Conference Tournament to do so. And and Colorado State just couldn't find the rim. Thistlewood was in foul trouble from the get-go. Uh, and uh, Nico Carvacho, you know, he he was okay in the first half. He was better in the second half, but didn't get a lot of help. He really didn't. And I just, I, and I, and I'm really, I'm happy for Hendricks, the local kid yeah, who too. came out and and had a show out in, in front of a, you know, in, in, on national television. That's good for him. But my gosh, there was just stunned buzz around this place when that buzzer ran. Nobody knew what happened. And I gotta be honest. I, I think even Wyoming, there was some celebration, but a few guys even stood up and just kind of looked around and said, did we win? <laughs> did, did we?" I mean, really the three guys stood up from their bench, uh, at the top of the bench, and look at each other, and kind of like, "Holy crap, we're we're playing Nevada tomorrow." And so, uh, good for them. It's 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 turning time, I guess. So anything can happen.
1: Yeah, two upsets yesterday, a near upset today. Uh, could be another upset that's brewing right now, um, and with between Boise State and UNLV. But mm-hmm. I want to get back to Wyoming, as you said. Uh, really happy for uh, for Hendricks. Uh, Sixteen points, six rebounds, three assists, two steals great line for him uh, happy to, to see him have that kind of success in you know Wyoming's had a really disappointing year. It's fun to have a, a team like that perform at that kind of a level and get uh, do, get a win like really,
3: that. Ha- yeah and do you know who's really happy about it? Nevada Yeah exactly. that's exactly <laughs> right. They were thinking they were gonna have a dog fight with Nico and, and, and in and, uh, and and this Colorado State team because the last time they played Eric, it was it was almost like a WWE match and the refs let everything go that night. They didn't call it doggone Theme. and so they were expecting that again and, and they weren't really looking forward to that because that's not their game and then all of a sudden Wyoming comes out and pulls that one out of the, uh, rabbit out of the hat and then all of a sudden uh, it's Wyoming and Nevada tonight, and I, I, I just can't tell you enough how excited Nevada is <laughs> talking to a few Wolfpack fans uh, throughout the uh, evening last night and throughout today. So well, don't, uh, it should, should be interesting.
1: Don't overlook this one because Wyoming played Nevada really, really close just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was within and, five points, and Nevada was really worried about that game going into it. They, for whatever reason, the way they match up, the, the Wyoming Cowboys really scare the Nevada Wolfpack.
3: Well, and the other thing to that, Eric, is that when you win game one... Sorry, two there games no decided by four points.
1: i <laughs> just looking at it, two games decided by... Sorry, six points. Two games decided when, by six when, total points.
3: When you win round one at the 11th seed, there was absolutely, Eric, no pressure on you in game two. You weren't even supposed to be there. So you, I mean, if you're Wyoming, you just tell your guys, hey, look, we aren't even supposed to be here. Go out there, have fun, be loose. And whatever happens, happens. But let's just go have the time of our lives, and I, I think that's what they'll tell them. And I think they'll come out relaxed and, and uh, excited. And you're right. I mean, this this thing could turn into a dogfight, and you got to be really careful. And um, you know, I, I in fact I actually texted uh, Eric Peterson last night, and I, I said, that, you know, what are your thoughts? And he says, you got to be prepared for everybody. You got to, and you can't just you know sidestep an opponent and think no one's gonna, you know, think nothing about it, but. Um. Yeah, he got to prepare for everybody. It's the Northwest Conference tournament, man. and we, we talked about it. I think Eric about a week ago is that this tournament it seems open like that anybody could beat anybody at any given time, and that's the case now. And, and you're right. This Boise State UNLV game, you know, we're, we're it's I mean it's it's a really sloppy game. Uh, Elijah Mitru Long is out for the uh, out for the uh, today, and he might be actually out for the tournament with a knee injury. So he's and so UNLV loses one of their best scorers, and, and Boise State's taking great advantage so far.
1: Uh, Let's see, it looks like um, Boise State 38-33 right now in the second half. We're getting close to about the halfway point of the uh, the second half. Um, This is fun. This is tournament time. There's upsets. Uh, You have unsung heroes. Let's hope that Utah State though takes care of business and they don't fall victim to one of those upset specials tonight
3: either. Yeah, again, like you watch these games and you see these teams get upset, and then your first thought is that could be us if we don't come ready to go. Uh, But again, you know after after talking to you know the the coach yesterday and then talking to a couple players and um, you know having off the record conversations with them, Eric, I'm just going to tell you right now they're focused. They are locked in on New Mexico and. In fact, I asked, about, uh, I asked about Nevada for just a, you know or asked about, you know, the second round or three games in three days, and, and none of them even, even wanted to talk about it. They didn't even want to even think about three games in three days. Right now it's one game in one night, and then uh, go from there. So, uh, man, it's, it's, let's hope that translates into a, uh, an Aggie win, and uh, we get ready for an extremely late semifinal game tomorrow night.
1: All right, uh, do you have to go, or can you hang on with us for a little bit longer?
3: I can hang out for one more
1: segment. Excellent. Let's do that. So we'll take a out here on the full court press. We'll keep it rolling. We got uh, other things to talk about for Utah State and uh, Bubble Watch. Where are they on the bubble for Utah State? How much will these games over the next couple of days matter for Utah State's chances of getting in or not? Had the interns doing the research. We'll hear what they have to say. Coming up next here on the full court press. It's the
0: Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from four to six on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM 1390 AM, the FAN.
1: Eric Franson, Ajay Salvison, plus Adam the intern and Gabby.
3: We got a full house in here I? today. How are my interns doing? Are they doing okay?
1: Yeah, AJ, we're I'm... doing pretty good.
3: I worry about them um, without me being there and just, I don't know, what you demand of them. Getting your hot chocolate, um, throwing cheese balls in your mouth. I worry about that stuff.
1: You know, my hands were busy, like, typing and things, so I didn't have time to, like, reach and grab my snacks. So
2: It was pretty cool, actually. You should have been here to see it. (laughs) You'd say
3: cheese ball Adam, and boom. Adam, you, right you would feed Eric cheese balls to a little ball a curve curveball. Like, what the frick's the problem?
2: Hey, man, oh you got to practice, man. That's how I practice my baseball pitch right there.
3: You have to practice kissing up to your boss? That's cool. Well,
2: you know. <laughs> I don't
3: get paid, so he's not really my boss. Shut up. I want to hear from Gabby, not you.
2: <laughs> say hi, Gabby.
0: Hey, RJ.
3: See, everything <laughs> I, is right in the world again. No.
0: stop! You don't want to hear from me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, no, that's not true. We do want to hear from Gabby. You don't. Gabby is the reason our ratings are going up. Like, our ratings stopped before Gabby came up. Stop
0: on. it. It is not.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, so uh, you're in Las Vegas. There's going to be more basketball there the next week, um, week and a half. Well, West Coast Conference is starting to convene. There, The Pac-12 will be there. Does the wax still? Are they in Las Vegas? So they started to move theirs around a little bit. They, they no, shift I think they're, yeah, they're they're, they're in the,
3: I think I believe they're in the Orleans Arena. So are they yeah, in the a Orleans? Bit down the, yeah, Or Well, okay, Eric, you calm down. Uh, yeah, they're in that they're in that different venue. I think it's just uh, right next to the Strip, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah.
1: All right. Well, there's a lot of basketball in Las Vegas over the next week and a half. Yes. Bottom line. Um. And so there's a lot of attention, a lot of eyes on how these games might play out, who gets to the NCAA tournament and who gets left behind. And I've had Adam and Gabby looking into Utah State's chances. Now, before the New Mexico game, it pretty much appeared like everybody of note felt like Utah State was a tournament team. Then they lost and now they're in that firm category of work left to do. There's still some that say, yes, they're in, but they're in the first four. It's like the play-in game. But um, there's a lot of questions still about Utah State and its viability to make it to the NCAA tournament. So, Adam, Gabby, what have you guys found about Utah State and being on the bubble?
2: Uh, I found that... ESPN prefers Utah State over CBS. Those are the two big websites I was looking at because they've got some of the better bracketology experts and I thought it was interesting why ESPN thought Utah State would do better and it's because of Sam Merrill and Nimi Keda. Mostly because of the experience that they have in a play-in game. They weren't really thinking of an at-large bid but if they they somehow sneak into that play-in game then that's when ESPN thinks that Utah State could cause some damage.
1: Gabby,
0: uh huh. I agree. I pretty much look the same stuff. Um, Sam Merrill did come up a lot on ESPN. He was, they, I don't know. They just think he's gonna do good. They think Utah State's gonna do good. So,
1: you know, you see this in a lot of teams. Well, uh, in tournaments, in NCAA tournaments, you see this a lot. Where if there's a team that has like a dynamic guard, playmaker, who can score, then they usually make it happen. Uh, it, we've seen this time and time again. If a team has a, a good big man in the post, they don't seem to get the same type of attention or as, as much love as a team that has like a dynamic guard who can create.
3: Is that fair, Ajay, do you think? Yeah, I think name recognition <laughs> can get you a long ways. Um, if that's what you're kind of alluding to, I, I would definitely agree. And Amish Kedda and Sam Merrill are that name recognition. Um, but again, and, and like you, and I think you pointed this out really well, Eric, and, um, you beat New Mexico on Saturday night last week, or was it Tuesday, whatever, whatever day it was, um, this, this isn't even a conversation. Like we get to the championship game. We're guaranteed in that large bid. We're guaranteed Eric in that large bid. Guaranteed. And because of that loss to New Mexico, things are really rocky over here. There's a little bit of nerves and tension and um, trying to grasp uh, what exactly needs to be done. And, and really, I think in the Aggies' mind, it's it's one game and one night, and then hopefully you're in that third game and the third night to be in the championship and a chance to get yourself an automatic bid.
1: When you guys were looking, Gabby and Adam, were, were they saying that Utah State has to win the tournament? Or did they have to... When they talked about work left to do, how did they describe that? Or did they just say, look, this is a team that if Sam Merrill does well, they could get in if they win a couple of games?
2: Uh, what I found is people were saying that they have to at least make it to the championship game with San Diego State. Um, if those two make it in, and then Utah State has like a good game presence, they play well, it goes to the, second, like the last few minutes of the second half, then maybe Utah State can sneak into that first four in type deal. But if Utah State takes, a, you know, a loss tonight or a loss whenever their next game is, yeah. then you're probably shooting for the NIT, honestly.
1: They're going to be a one-bid league. For sure, uh, yeah. That'd be disappointing.
2: Very.
3: Well, and then you also have to look at um, you have to look at the fact that it, it matters who they play, too. If you get to a championship game and it's UNLV, Boise State, anybody but San Diego State, they have to win. They have to win. Uh, yeah, I think you're right.
1: I, I think if... If they lose in the championship game, but it's not San Diego State,
3: I don't, it, they're, they're, one they're not going to take three
1: teams from the Mountain West.
3: No, 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 no. Yeah, that'd, that'd be that'd be absolutely that'd probably one of the biggest <laughs> riots you might see at a uh, at a committee's house if that would be the case. And that's not going to happen, um, especially with some of the, the, the games that have happened the past couple of nights, teams losing and or and, and other teams winning and pushing Aggies off the bubble. Now they're last four out in some cases, and so. Um. Yeah. Things are. Yeah. Yeah. If you get to the championship game and it's San Diego State, a loss might not be the worst thing. But uh, if it's Boise, UNLV, or anybody else, and you're in, uh, you're looking at the NIT. As, uh, but I mean, as a one seed, but uh, you, it's weird, Eric. It, back in the day, the NIT used to mean everything. You know, you didn't get to the dance, but you're in the NIT. Chance to go to 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 Madison Square Garden. And uh, and get kicked out of the garden by James Dolan is is a memory to behold, but uh, the, the, it's it's really lost its its value, and I don't know why, but it, but it hasn't. It's just, it's the big dance or bust.
1: Uh, Gabby, was there anything else to, to, in your research about Utah State and uh, making it into the tournament?
0: Um, no, not really. Um, I I don't know. I real I think Utah State just needs to win, just because why not? And I don't know. They're struggling a little bit, but I think I think they'll be good.
3: Yeah, I like their confidence. <laughs> no,
1: I think that it, they're even though they lost at New Mexico, they're defensively they were better, and they've been better. They just weren't uh, offensively enough to outperform New Mexico at their place. I mean, they still held New Mexico. What was that game? It was in the sixties mm-hmm. and uh, lower mid sixties, and so that's an indication that that's a good defensive team. But Utah State's gotta find that offensive groove a little bit more. Because defensively the way they were playing leading up to that, they were great, one of the best in the Mountain West, rivaling San Diego State. But uh that offense has to be a key for Utah State to keep it rolling too.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Um and and, and the thing is 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 the way the Small West Conference Tournament's going, to be very honest with you, Eric, it's been a lot of ugly basketball. I mean, really, even from San Diego State in that in in that first half, it wasn't pretty. And this game, Boise and UNLV has been just, I mean, horrid. Um, it's and hasn't gotten really that much better, to be honest with you. And so, what uh, ball are they playing with? <laughs> you know what? Actually, it's really funny when <laughs> uh, you, we, you and I, Eric, had Mark Ziegler on our show. In fact, he was here today. And when San Diego State, uh, no, I'm when Air Force. No, sorry, San Diego State was at the podium. Uh, <laughs> Mark grabbed the mic, and before he could ask his question, uh, Coach Durst said, no, it wasn't the basketball, Mark. <laughs> 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 and, uh, I mean, they have to be really careful how they, you know, the the conversations they're having about that over the microphone because, of course, it's the Mount West Conference Tournament. Shot is a part of it. You just don't want to say anything that's going to ruffle. Yeah, sponsors. Interest.
1: Equipment sponsors that are paying millions of dollars.
3: Yeah, no and and that's right. And in fact, uh <laughs> it was kind of funny when uh when 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 said it wasn't the ball, Malakine Flynn raised his hand instead. Uh can I? And they're like, "No." So, uh it was it was it was pretty good stuff, but uh yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's not the ball. I think it's more just nerves and 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 getting settled in and 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 uh calming down and just going to play a basketball game.
1: All right, so Utah State, New Mexico, it's at seven o'clock tonight, pregame for us on our sister station, KVNU, starting at six. Uh game can be seen on CBS Sports Network. Uh at about just under nine minutes to go in the second half, Boise State uh pulling away from UNLV a little bit here, leading forty seven to thirty nine. Uh yeah, like you said, not uh, doesn't look like it's a very I mean it seems like it's a kind of a grind it game, not a lot of points being scored in that one
3: you know, it's really interesting. Alston, Eric had missed at one point, five straight layups, five straight layups on four of, of of five of the seven possessions that he had a chance for a layup. He missed it. And it was just one of the, I mean, he finally kind of, he actually missed a layup. He, he looked at his hands. He literally looked at his hands and then screamed out a word. I cannot tell you, uh, but was not too happy. And uh, uh, he finally started picking up towards the end of the first half. And, uh, he's, he's actually having a pretty good second half right now.
1: Andre, I want to shift gears real quick jazz last night. I don't know if you got a chance to watch them against the Knicks.
3: Uh, you know, I didn't, I, I did see the highlights, uh, on sports center and, and, uh, read a recap about it and such. And, uh, good you know you know the Knicks are a dumpster fire and they're a bad bad basketball team but what the Jazz need to do is since they can't beat good teams they need to beat the bad teams and if you look at the scores in the last three games over 100 points actually over almost I think over 120 on each of them uh, they, they're, they're, you know, they got their offense rolling right now. And, and that's what they got to do. You know, just take advantage of this, this very soft portion of the schedule. Obviously that, I mean, Boston's a different animal. Jason Tim is a different basketball player right now. What he's doing is just MVP candidate stuff. Uh, and so, and it, and it's going to be, it's a tough place to go in at right now. And, to go to Boston and win there. And so, uh, you know, it, it's good, but you need to go beat the elite teams and they have a chance to go do that tomorrow night on the road. Uh, and I think that would really, really help with some confidence.
1: My man Mike Connolly had a good game last night.
2: Yeah, Mike. S-
3: no. 17 okay. points, 8 assists. Oh, great. Right, let's see if we can do it for two games in a row. He's playing well.
1: He's Mike. our guy, Mike Connolly. <laughs> Mountain Mike.
3: Mountain Mike, here we go. <laughs> no, don't. Stop it. Don't do that. Don't support that stuff.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, we're running up against our next time out here. Aj, we'll let you go. Uh, sounds like you got other things you got to get to. Uh, certain tables you want to go uh, watch or
3: hang out okay, at. So I got to tell you guys. Okay, I got to tell you this. So we, <laughs> when I walked through the casino area, I had cops like eyeing me down, not because of like race or anything, but because like when I shave, I look like a thirteen-year-old kid. You know.
1: Maybe it was because um, of what and- you were wearing.
3: No, no, no! Like I, like I seriously would walk from like table to table and just check things out, and I'd watch people play. And then they'd be like, and the worst part is, is like I wouldn't take my wallet down there. I'd just go down, you know, empty-handed. And they'd like look at me and, dude, if they would have like asked for my ID, I don't know what I would have done.
1: You said, my face I, is I my ID. Don't you know me? Yeah,
3: that I'm Aj Salveson. You, know me? you don't listen to the Full Court Press. I'm, I'm Juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, it it was weird. Like, I thought I was going to get arrested or, like, face scanned or something like that. And I'm sure it would have made it for a good story for you guys to be on the front of CashValleyDaily.com uh, instead of the Aggie preview it Would've been me and my face being ID'd or something like that. You well, know, let's, so make sure let's make it happen.
1: Let's make it happen. could be a slow news week, and you could make it interesting.
3: Yeah, no. Uh, it's a, and by the way, 70-degree in clear weather is so much more better than... 60 or 40 or whatever it is. And, and and then when I come back, it's supposed to rain. Like, this is just unacceptable. Unacceptable.
1: Yeah, it's pretty nice today. Feels like spring. Yeah, like, we I can see it. spring coming for now. The, yeah, the, the question the sun came is,
3: out. Eric, the question really needs to be Is Gabby happy with her outfit today? She's been pretty frustrated with the way things have been going color coordination wise, you know, things not fitting right. So, Gabby, are you happy with your outfit today? Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, I'm happy with it today.
3: See, and and the reason why is because she's wearing the right clothing. She went to buckle. and She got herself the best apparel ever. And now I I can see right now she's got jeans, right? Blue jeans that have holes in it just above the kneecap right now on both legs, by the way. Uh, She's wearing black shoes, white bottom. Uh, She has a sweater on. And, yeah, yeah, I think that sounds about right. I
0: mean, you were pretty close. Pretty close.
3: That's not a good thing, Gabby. That's scary. I know it's because I'm <laughs> not—I'm predictable. <laughs> yeah, we—we've we, got to fix that. <laughs> uh, Eric and you guys, thank you so much. really appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll be talking to you soon.
1: So I guess we'll do pick six tomorrow.
3: Oh, fetch! Yeah, we got pick six. On. Yeah, let's do it tomorrow since we have a freaking ten o'clock game. Or You're gonna have loads, loads of time game.
1: tomorrow. You won't be rushed tomorrow.
3: Oh, yeah, fetch this, dude. I was going to go like uh I was going to go to uh a Sesame street live show to tomorrow night too and now I can't dang it that
1: sucks Well that fits All in right, with yeah. what the the cops or the security guys think of you
3: <laughs> Maybe I can make friends with them <laughs> All right thanks All RJ right. Hey thanks guys. appreciate it
2: All hey, right.
1: RJ RJ Salveson, our man on the ground man on the street in the arena checking out what's going on in the Mountain West uh, seven minutes to go, Boise State over UNLV right now, 49-42. to 42. And uh, Boise State's playing the, a little bit of a role of a spoiler here too, which would be the third upset in the Mountain West Conference Tournament so far. Utah State hoping they don't become the fourth. Uh, so anyway, we'll talk a little bit more about that. We'll uh, do a little bit more about the Utah Jazz. Uh, next hour, we'll get into more about this coronavirus and how it's affecting sporting events. We're talking Literally billions of dollars on the line here for what's going on. And uh, should some of these sporting events continue, just keep the fans away. So we'll look at that, what's happening there. Uh, The uh, mock drafts are starting to come out more and more after the combine has been done. Jordan Love continues to skyrocket up those lists. We'll let you know where he's at on those as well. All of it's coming up right here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
0: It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome
1: back to the Full Court Press. Appreciate Ajay joining us from Las Vegas. We'll hear a lot more from him tomorrow once we know what's going on with uh, Utah State. Do they advance or were they the fourth upset in the Mountain West Conference Tournament so far? Air Force played the upset. Wyoming played the upset. Boise State is playing the upset right now. Boy, San Diego State almost was upset. They were down uh, for much of the first half and part of the second half against Air Force before rallying and really shutting, shutting, totally shutting down Air Force for big chunks of time in the second half to pull away to win that one by double digits today. Uh, other games that did happen today, hey, big shout-outs to uh, what's going on in high school basketball up in Idaho. Westside won their game earlier today, so uh, they they beat Melba, so they advance. They will play St. Mary's in the 2A boys' basketball playoffs. And then Preston took care of business against Idaho Falls. They won 58-47. to That is their 20th straight win. Preston only has one loss all year. They've just had such a successful basketball program in Franklin County in the 4A classification. So they advance. They will play Middleton in the semifinals tomorrow. That game being played at, I believe, Bora High School. It's just outside of uh, Boise, so in the Boise area. So, uh, best of luck in uh, the West Side is being played. Those games are being played at Capitol High School in Boise. So best of luck to the Pirates and the Indians. Uh, more with uh, the Utah Jazz NFL draft stock of Jordan Love and how the coronavirus or the fear of the coronavirus is affecting sporting events around the world. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Hey, just to follow up on that last segment, just to clarify just real quick. In the two-way classification earlier today, that game happened earlier in the day, Westside beating Melba 55-45, to and so they will advance and play St. Mary's. That game will be at 6.15 tomorrow, 6.15 p.m. at Capitol High School. And Preston defeated Idaho Falls later this afternoon. 58-47, to and they will play Middleton that game also at 6.15 p.m., but it'll be at a different high school. So both Westside and Preston involved in games uh, tomorrow at 6.15 p.m. Best of luck to the Pirates and the Indians in their playoffs. Both are in the semifinals in the uh, winner's side of the bracket. Hopefully they can continue. Uh, Preston's had just an amazing run over the last several years of success in the playoffs and uh, Westside having a nice turn themselves. So hopefully best the both of them can continue on, and we'll continue to give you those updates as well. Uh, both of those games, however, will be happening after we get off the air tomorrow, but uh, we'll update you on Monday as to how that all turned out for them. Uh, also tomorrow, we'll have the updates on what, what happened at the Mountain West uh, Conference Tournament. Uh, Utah State taking on New Mexico this evening. Uh, UNLV making a late run here. They've closed within three. It's 52-49 to with about four minutes to go. So that game definitely not over in Las Vegas. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that one in the Mountain West Championship quarterfinal. Next hour, we'll also look at uh, Utah Jazz and what they did against the Knicks and the coronavirus, how it's affecting sports all over the world. It's all coming up next on the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. It's been hard to determine what's real and what's not when it comes to Tom Brady news. It reminds me a little bit of a reality show. It's real, but it's produced. Why not go even further? The NFL has turned the scouting combine into a TV show. How about the bachelor Tom Brady? Now, I know he's married, but you know the format there. Instead of women in the house, you have coaches and GMs. Obviously, Brady would fit right into the starring role. He looks like your average bachelor. The contestants would be great. Could you imagine the infighting with the Raiders' John Gruden and the Titans' Mike Vrabel? Or the tense rose ceremony when Brady lets the Chargers go? Got am to call Bachelor host Chris Harrison, see if he'd be up for this. The ratings would be huge. And hey, if Brady doesn't want to do it, how about Jimmy Garoppolo? I could slide him in there. Show wouldn't miss a beat, just like the Patriots. Kidding, of course, sort of. Either way, we're watching, just like we're watching Tom Brady's free agency. Enjoy. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.